I made up business cards that said the same. And in my posts, I made sure to play the part. Genius Biz claimed to be building inventions with infinite resources and a world-class team of scientists at his headquarters, naturally titled Genius Labs. One of my posts in July of 2002 read, The scale model of a Japanese superjet that is supposed to be able to fly twice as fast as the Concorde crashed during the test flight. I may have to sign various paperworks that will flow millions into further development of hybrid air transit. Real-life biz was not investing in hybrid air transit. I did, however, manage to land a job as a web specialist at Wellesley College. My girlfriend Livia found a job, too. We rented a place near campus so I could walk to work. It wasn't so much an apartment as the attic of a house, but at least it wasn't my mother's basement. My alter ego, Genius Biz, meanwhile, continued to exude confidence, gaining more and more of a following. He was buddy love to my Professor Kelp. But as I sustained this charade, something started to happen. My posts weren't just wacky anymore. Some of the thoughts weren't in the character of a mad scientist. They were my own. As I continued to write about the web and think about how it might evolve, I started hitting on ideas that I would one day incorporate into my work. In September of 2003, I posted, My RSS reader, a syndicated newsfeed, is set to 255 characters. Maybe 255 is a new blog standard? Seems limiting, but if people are going to read many blogs a day on iPods and cell phones, maybe it's a good standard. Little did I know how ideas like this, which seemed incidental at the time, would one day change the world. And I say this with all the humble understatement of a self-described genius. Google acquired Evan Williams' company Blogger in early 2003. In the four years it had taken for blogging to evolve from a pastime of a few geeks into a household word, Ev and I had never met or even talked on the phone. But in the interim, I had interviewed him for an online magazine called Web Review, and I still had his email address. Now I worked up the confidence to contact him. I sent him an email congratulating him on the acquisition and saying, I've always thought of myself as the missing seventh member of your team. If you ever think of hiring more people, let me know. It turned out that, unbeknownst to me, Ev had been following my blog, too. In the tech world, that made us practically blood brothers. Though he was surrounded by some of the best engineers in the world, he needed someone who really understood social media, someone who saw that it was about people, not just technology. And he thought I was the guy. He wrote back right away saying, Do you want to work here? I said, sure, and I thought it was a done deal. I had a new job on the West Coast. Easy peasy. I didn't know it at the time, but behind the scenes, Evan had to pull strings in order to hire me. Actually, they were more like ropes, or cables, the kind that hold up suspension bridges. Google had a reputation for hiring only people with computer science degrees, preferably PhDs. They certainly didn't court college dropouts like me. Finally, the powers that be at Google begrudgingly agreed that Wayne Rosing, 
then Google Senior VP of Engineering, would talk to me on the phone. The day of the call, I sat in my attic apartment staring at the angular, white radio shack phone I'd had since I was a kid. It had a cord. It was practically a collector's item. I'd never interviewed for a job before, and nobody had prepped me for this. Although I naively assumed that I already had the job, I at least understood that talking to Wayne Rosing was a big deal for someone in my position. I was nervous that I'd mess it up, and with good cause. A few days earlier, a woman from the Human Resources Department had called me, and I'd joked around with her. When she asked me if I had a college degree, I told her I didn't, but that I'd seen an ad on TV for where to get one. She didn't laugh. Clearly, my instincts in this department weren't reliable. Real-life biz was consumed by self-doubt. The phone rang, and as I reached for it,